Hi, Bottom. This is Matt Legrande, and the episode you're about to listen to was recorded the day after I got super drunk and high at a house party, and you can tell. (laughs) Uh, I was going to go through and edit out the ums and ahs and tangents, but I think it's kind of nice to keep it in its raw form just to see where I started off at. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Yeah, you got a high bottom, a high bottom, a high bottom. Did you guys bring testing straps? Mushrooms changed my life. We just didn't even know to do it. Okay. I only get coke on the weekends, which is like Wednesday. It's therapeutic. Welcome to the show where I... God damn, the show where I get sober even though I don't want to, but I definitely probably have to. Um, This is day one of sobriety. I was in a horrible mood, um, but now that I know that I'm recording something, I uh, suddenly like feel like I have to be happy or something, so I'm laughing at myself. Um, I've known for about a week that I was going to get sober, um, maybe two weeks, almost maybe months actually. And I've just been prolonging it. Yesterday was the 4th of July and I was like, okay, this is going to be my last hurrah. Like I'm such a psycho that I calculated this a few days ago. I was like 4th of July weekend. I'm going to go all out the next day. I'll start sober again. And then in a year it'll be like this cute, like independence day was the day that I freed myself (laughs) or something stupid. Like I already calculated this. Um, but yeah, here I am. And I, um, I'm doing this podcast because I, this is my third time getting sober. Um, I've done it for nine months one time and then I started doing drugs without drinking and then I drank again after a year. And then most recently I did it for over six months. I did the entire 12 steps and I felt like I sort of graduated from the program. And then I was like, okay, like I'm ready to re-enter the world of substances doing moderation. And that worked for a good three, four months, I would say. And I was really proud of myself. I was like, damn, like I am good at like, I was like, thank God I left that cult. Like I'm able to like, you know, smoke weed with friends and it's been really cool. And like, I'm able to just have a beer too. Um, and it's been great. Cut to me being at the Eagle five days a week uh, and nights and messaging people things that I'm really embarrassed about and stealing from my workplace and getting fired and yeah um also like looking ugly no offense to myself but like god my skin looked so much better before and I feel really bloated and inflamed like honestly I'm so vain and just from a narcissistic standpoint it's like drinking is poison um and there's a huge part of me that also still wants to be like you know I may just do psychedelics and ketamine um but that was my plan last time and that didn't work so Um, I am wanting to recall these experiences and, uh, I guess like if I make that decision in the future, I will have a record of like where my thoughts led me to believe that I was like, yep, this is a good time to start doing all that shit again. My pattern is to, uh, really work on myself, start doing things I really love and like start developing self-esteem and confidence and like feeling as though I am 
capable of doing anything. And at that point I say to myself, I think I should go fuck shit up. Like this is working so well that I should stop doing it because I've clearly got these skills down. I remember when I left the last time it was about a year ago, I, um, I told myself that I would continue to, I was like, I've developed spiritual practices. I'm going to meditate every day, um, journal in the morning and, you know, do a 10th step every day, which is like calling myself out on anything that I felt, um, like uncomfortable with or things I felt like should have gone differently. Like basically making a list of things that I did, didn't do like, uh, well throughout the day in terms of like behavior wise to be like, Oh, I was rude to this person. I don't want to do that. And just checking yourself, um, that lasted for about, uh, 4.5 seconds. And then I stopped doing that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, here I am. Yesterday was July 4th. I went to a pool party, uh, it was like a bear pool party, which I wasn't like aware that that I wasn't aware that that's where I would be. But it was a lot of like big, 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 big boys. And um, half of them were completely naked, which was honestly kind of fun. Um, and I counted throughout the night. I had 13 white claws um, and I've been pretty good about like not smoking weed so like, cause when I smoke weed, especially like during the day, I just like, I go to sleep and if I'm drinking, it's like game over. So like people are smoking weed. I politely said no throughout, um, things got really, I was having a pretty fun time, but also while I was there, I was like, damn, this is definitely my last time. Like I'm on third white claw number 13. Like this isn't like cute. You know what I mean? I was like, this isn't sustainable. Also, what is this doing to my skin? Um, most importantly, what is this doing to my skin? Um, the owner of the pool party, uh, he offered me this drug called CB2. No, 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 <laughs> no, that's what I kept calling it. It's called 2CB. I kept being like, he kept being like, do you want CB2? And I was like, isn't that a furniture store? And he's like, no, CB2 is a furniture. I'm talking about 2CB. And I was like, okay, yes to both. Um, my couch is fucking ugly. Um, so he offered me two CB and I was like, I've literally have never heard of that. I feel like I've done every drug except for heroin. And he was like, Oh, it's the best. Like, it's just like Molly, but without the come down. And I was like, Whoa, that sounds incredible. He's like, yeah, it's a synthetic drug. So it's like very technically made in a lab. He's like giving, I was like, do you work for them? Like what's going on? Like you own this house. Like, is this how you bought it? Um, and I was like, okay, I'll try, you know, I'm down to try to CB. And he was like, you know, come into the house and we'll do it. And I was like, for sure. So I brought a friend of mine. We went in the house, so we did a bump and it was kind of, yeah, there was like a, I felt like kind of, I was like, woo, this is like, I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm kind of feeling a little like psychedelic -y from this. Like it's, it's a little bit closer to ketamine for me, the way that it's affecting my brain. And everyone else was enjoying it. And then um, we went into, we were like walked around the house and we're all being silly and he was giving us a tour. And then I was like, we should do some more, which is like, okay, like there you go. Like addict Matt. Um, like everyone else was like having a good time. And I was like, we should do more until none of us are having a good time. And he was like, okay, like, yeah, do more. And so he like poured some out on my hand to snort and it was like, I, like I had done like a small line in the past and he dumped an amount on my hand that was about like 
six times what I had just done. And he was like, whoa, 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 sorry, that's way too much. And I was like, oh, no, no, it'll be fine. Like, of course I know. I've done this one time before, and that was 15 minutes ago. And uh, he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just do half of it because I didn't want him to freak out, but I knew I was going to do all of it. So I go down to like snort quote in quotes half of it and I snort all of it and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, that's a lot. And I was like, that's fine. I'll be fine. Like whatever. And everyone was like, okay, immediately my nose is burning. It hurts so bad. Like I feel like I'm going to start bleeding. Um, and, uh, things are fine for about, uh, five minutes and then the entire room starts spinning and I feel like I'm in a K hole and I don't remember much after that. Um, I know we like walked outside and my head was like spinning so much and I was like, this is like, not like Molly at all. Like I've done a lot of Molly and Molly just makes you like really, I mean, you kind of get cracked out, but you're like, you're like ready to ready to clean. Like I'm about to like chlorine the pool. You know what I mean? This was very much like I am a jellyfish. I have to get back to planet earth. And I don't know if that is a possibility, you know, ketamine K hole vibes. We walk outside. Um, and I remember being with my friend and then I start projectile vomiting into the bushes at this person's house. Fortunately, a lot of people had gone home at this point. Other people were full on having sex in the swimming pool, um, which I learned about later. I wasn't aware. I was like in, um, jellyfish world and I'm puking in the bushes. Uh, it's really, really awesome. And then my friend takes me to the restroom to like puke in private and, um, I, uh, I'm completely naked. I did not know this. No one cared because a lot of other people were naked. But anyways, we go home. I'm naked. My friend drives me home and um, puts me to bed, like very kind of him. And uh, then I wake up today and um, my friend calls me and he was like, damn, you and that guy really hit it off like a different friend. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, that dude at the pool party, you know, you guys were like really hot and heavy last night. And I was like, I was like, I truly like I was like, haha, like I truly have no idea what you're referring to. And he was like, you guys were like making out a ton. And then he started giving you a hand job in front of everyone. And I was like, excuse me? Like I... I'm not, uh, maybe I should be upset or something. I'm more just, it's a very weird feeling because I'm like, I have no recollection of this. And he was like, oh my God, did you not know what was going on? And I was like, no, I was completely in like a CB2, 2CB hole. And he was like, what? He was like, you did, he was like, you did 2CB. And I was like, yeah, it's like Molly or whatever. And he's like, no, bitch, 2CB is like an intense like like that's what you do if you want to like experience a new culture without traveling the earth like that is like something you do when you're like in the like a a weird like college dorm at reed university and you're like i want to know what it's like to be native american but i'm not smart enough to read a book um so I was, my hunch was, he was like, yeah, that's not Molly who told you that. And I was like, the owner of the house. And he was like, okay, that's real. He was like, oh yeah, yeah. His friend told me that um, you should never trust him if he offers you drugs. And I was like, wow, that's a great quality to have in someone's party that you, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Is like, are these group of people not aware of the internet and like, what, like, I don't know, drug consent culture is, you know, we're like in like such a woke, woke bubble, but I guess people still don't give a shit. Um, I clearly didn't. Um, 
yeah, so I'm feeling very, I'm mostly embarrassed. Like, I don't feel necessarily violated, although maybe I should. But my friend was like, yeah, you guys are making out. And then he started giving you a hand job in front of people. And I'm like, what? I don't have any memory of this. Um, and I guess I could um, do like a hashtag me too post. But like, I don't know. I lit- That person just texted me and I texted them and I was like, hey, could I call you? So I'm going to talk to them later and just see what's up i guess in my mind i'm just like maybe that person was on 2cb as well i don't know it's it's like a very weird blurred line situation like i feel like a a lot of these situations are like very nuanced so i'm just not jumping to conclusions and yeah i guess it's so fucked up but like i wouldn't be that upset but like this guy was like i wasn't attracted it's so weird if this if like if like a dude that I was attracted to and I heard like this happened with him, I would have been like, yes. And then like with this person, because I'm not attracted to them, I'm like, is that assault? Um, <laughs> like unwell behavior. So yeah, that happened last night. That was my big hurrah to vomit in a millionaire's bushes and taking a drug that sounds like a furniture store and then uh, making out with someone that I think is disgusting. Um, that's a good way to go out. Um, so today is the first day of me doing this again. And I'm kind of, uh, I'm trying not to be mad at myself. And I'm just like, I don't know. A part of me feels excited because I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky to know that this stuff does work. Like I've done this in the past and it has like done wonders for me. Um, but I am like, God damn, I've been wasting so much time. Like I was, I had developed like some really, really cool, good habits. And now I'm like back to, I don't know. I, I, the reason I knew I needed to stop everything again was because a couple years ago when I worked the steps, I, um, when I was going through them, like a big thing that transformed, it was like the first time I've ever experienced this in my in my life, but I started to like myself as a person. I was like living honestly, and like they say in order to like gain self-esteem, you have to like do esteemable acts and like, you know, do things for others and not yourself. And like it helps you get out of your head and you call strangers and stuff. I haven't been doing any of that shit. I've been completely self obsessed and absorbed and um when I went to a gay bar like last week I walked into the bar and I almost started crying when I walked in and I felt so cripplingly insecure and I was so worried what everyone was thinking about me and I was like no one here wants to have sex with me no one here like do they know like I'm not a good person uh like I felt like out of my body I didn't feel confident I didn't feel comfortable at all and I was like this is I was like I worked through this two years ago and now I'm feeling this way again and that that feeling was horrible like that I was like wow this you know I thought I could sustain like I thought I could enter everything normally again um but like slowly over time I just drifted out of that like I, I'm back to this peak insecurity point. I don't feel confident at all. I don't feel like I have self-esteem. I don't feel 
lovable. And this is stuff that was really magical when I did it a few years ago. Like it was a huge thing to wake up and be like, wow, like I actually like this, you know, this person that I am. And like, I, I had no choice in being born as this person and I want to do the most with them. And, um, people would be lucky to have this person as their friend. This is a good person. They're fun. They're helpful. Um, I can lift boxes if you're moving right now though. I, I don't feel that way at all. I don't feel like anyone would be, I feel like I have nothing to, I I'm like a shell of a person. Like I feel like a leech. Like if I, I keep burping, sorry. Um, if I was to spend time with someone, ugh, it tastes like white claw. Um, if I was to spend time in barf, uh, with someone, I would just be draining them of their energy. Like I need a therapist and probably a sponsor. And I'm like, damn, um, I'm probably going to go to a meeting tonight. Um, and see what's up. I, uh, I'm like not really, it's fine, but like, you know, there are friends who like I brought into program or like came to meetings with me and were like, Hey, what have you been up to? And I would tell them, they'd be like, Oh, I would love to go sometime. So I would text them and they would join me. And those people have stayed like sober and they're doing so fucking great now. And there is a huge part of me that's like, jealous or envious of that and I know I'm thankful because I have gone out in the past like um that I know that like this stuff it has worked for me so I'm like I don't feel good right now at all um I feel like shit that's probably because I'm hungover as well um and because I I guess was assaulted and vomited in some stranger's house last night that doesn't feel good but I also like based on my past experience, like the first time I got sober, this was like four years ago, 2018. God damn it. Um, I had, I had been fired from my job for stealing deja vu and I had ruined a relationship with my closest friend in Los Angeles. They just put up a huge barrier because I was not like a good person to be around. And that hurt so much. They were my favorite person to spend time with. Uh, one of the funniest people I know, hardest working people I know, best, one of the best people you could have in your life. Like I was so lucky. And this person cut me out and that devastated me. And it made me, and you know, I'm thankful for them today because if they hadn't have done that, I probably wouldn't have looked at myself. Um, but I resented them and I, I hated, I, I mean, I hated them because whatever the opposite of love is an indifference. It's, um, hatred. I had a lot of feelings towards them and I miss them and God, I might've been attracted to them too. Oh, um, but yeah, they cut me out. And at the time I couldn't really see why and I was like that person's so fucking fake and like their life is so perfect and they only want to be around like rich people and that's why they like cut me off and then I did like my resentment list and I like was working with a sponsor and I was like oh that person was taking care of themselves and they were doing what they knew was best in order for them to move forward in a healthy way and that meant that they needed to cut me out and that hurt so much realizing that but also at the same time like I was going through a similar process where I was like, 
looking at the people in my life and I was thinking like, who's an encouragement to me? Who is like helping me want to be a better person? Whose life am I, whose life do I see? And I'm like, wow, like this person is really like loving others and working hard. And that's something I aspire to. And, um, I wasn't being that for that person. And I wasn't someone that they could necessarily count on. We had a lot of fun together. We laughed together. Um, but yeah, I wasn't that we had joy, we had fun, we had seasons and, um, but I was not that person for them anymore. So they, they got me out and yeah, that was, I mean, it's, it honestly, to this day, it still kind of stings, but, um, we were able to talk through it like a couple years ago and, uh, um, I got to hear where they were coming from and they were in such a different spot as me as well. And they didn't blame me for anything, but it was, they, they were going through all of their own shit. And the whole time I felt estranged from them, I was like, they're punishing me. They're being an asshole. They're being self-centered. And then I just like, after talking to the person, I learned like they were going through all this stuff and I was so self-absorbed that I couldn't even hear or like, begin like I I couldn't be there for them as a friend I wasn't able to be a friend and they acknowledged that and so they moved on and that's like so smart and admirable admirable and I like respect you know at that time I respected them for that like when I had worked through it um yeah so I I I got sober in 2018 and um had a really like things started really coming together. And when I started the program, I had four roommates in a one bedroom. I was sharing a bed with someone and I had two guys living in my living room because I had no job and I was so poor. And, um, I had $2,000 in parking tickets and my car got towed because like police are able to like walk by and scan your car and be like oh he's due in parking tickets so we're gonna just tow his car so that he owes us 400 more dollars so that happened and um yeah I was in program for a while things were incredible I started meeting really amazing people and uh things started changing my life and by the end of that year I had a great job I lived on my own I had a beautiful cat um all my tickets were paid off and I was performing a lot and I, things just felt good. And that's when I was like, I think I'm ready to reenter society. And, um, from there, I'm trying to remember it was a, it was a minute ago. Uh, it was pretty immediate that I went downhill. I was like making up for lost time, but I remember before I went out, I was talking to my sponsor and I was like, I told her, um, I was like, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. And this was an honest, this is me being so honest. And I felt really gaslit in the program, which, you know, in hindsight, it is what it is. But I told her, I was like, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic because I've never like hit rock bottom. Bot- you know, I was never homeless. I was never. And she was like, people talk about that all the time. And she was like, I can't make that decision for you. But based on what you've told me, I think you are an alcoholic. And she was like, you might be fine if you go out for a while. You might have one beer. And then maybe the next month you'll have two beers and um, then it will probably get really bad. And she was so sweet and understanding, but she was like, listen, like I can't make that decision for you. You do what you got to do. So I ended up going out and it was exactly what she said. Like it was fine for a little bit, but then I like just started making up for lost time. And I was like, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. I'm honestly pursuing this. I was honest to God about it. And so I just started going out a ton And then the pandemic hit and 
we got like I was with a pod of five people and all we did was drink and do drugs all day and I felt horrible um but it was like a way you know it was the end of the world and we were like it felt like Mad Max times and whatever we were just going down this like really dark path and then uh one of my friends in the pod that we were in um like the quarantine pod not podcast uh he ended up killing himself and that was like a big wake-up call for me i was like damn uh unfortunately i feel like i really made his death about myself like i i was so fucking self-centered at that time that this was during the first like relapse of you. I didn't even call it a relapse. Cause I was like, I made an intentional decision to go out. This is not re- relapse is when you're like, you're like driving your car and then you like your hands swerve you out of the way with out of your control. And then you drive to a, and they force you to go to a bar and then you start like drinking an entire bottle of tequila. That's relapse. I didn't do that. I chose to like, I chose to do this calculatedly. Okay. bitch, it's the same fucking thing. But when he died, I, I, I love that person so much, but, um, I was able to use their death and like mourning their death as an excuse for my own pain and problems. Like I really, it's, it's really gross and really fucked up. But when I look back on that time, like, you know, I'd go to people and I would be like crying like so hard and like devastated. And I was, I did love that person and I do miss them as a friend to this day. But what I was doing was like not, it was not mourning them. It was like mourning myself. I was too fucking diluted and like damaged at the time to even be able to process what was going on. That all these emotions started pouring out. Kind of similar to like, like there were like kind of weird subgroups within the like the BLM movement who would go to these like marches and you know, like the, the, that white anarchists who would like just start destroying things and it was like this doesn't have to do with black lives matter this is because you like i've never been to therapy you know what i mean like it was it, it, it was take it was like um co-opting a movement like i was like using this person's death as an excuse to like cry in public and not be blamed for it um when i literally just needed help myself um but that was like a big like through that I was like oh this is not really sustainable and so I got sober again and I started working with a sponsor who was like really on my ass about stuff and like I'm really thankful for that but um yeah I worked through the steps and like sure enough with that person as well like I started writing I started doing the things I love again I started writing a bunch I was like writing so much I wrote like two pilots and a feature I was being really productive that stuff really makes me happy um my I was developing really great relationships with people, meeting good people, and same thing. Uh, when things started going good, I was like, "All right, that's like I can re-enter the world now. I can re-enter society," and um, it brought me to here. Like that was my second again. I refused to call it relapse. I never would call it relapse. And I remember when I got sober again that second time, I was like, yeah, you know, like the last time, like I thought I could reenter society, but like, wow, I was wrong. And this time I'm really here. Like I'm really here for the real time. And like, now I really get it. I'm so glad I have perspective. But then I decided, I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. I don't know if I'm an alcoholic. That was my, my thought back then. I was like, I really, I, I don't have full confidence in this. It's like hard to know if you're not like 
homeless with AIDS on crack in Guantanamo Bay, you know, uh, because I'm so fucking stupid. Um, but I, I remember like at the end of that sobriety time, I did honestly question myself and I was like, maybe I do just, maybe I am at a place now that I've like graduated from the 12 steps and I'm able to reenter society properly. Same thing. Like I had literally done the same thing. And so, yeah, it started off slowly and it was fine and things were good. And I honestly was like, I remember thanking God being like, thank you so much for letting me out of that program and I'm able to live a functional life now. And then just slowly but surely I started losing myself completely and starting acting like an animal again and not respecting myself or other people. And it's such a bad, bad feeling. Um, and I really, God, I feel like shit. Um, I, I just burped up like, um, a ske- like a veggie skewer that I had yesterday. I can definitely taste that. It's like a green pepper. Um, and yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I don't want to make a big deal. I'm just going to make a podcast. Um, I don't want to say that this is my like end all be all, but I really, I need to change my life. And I hope that this helps me do that. And I don't know, my, my friend and I, <laughs> my friend in sobriety, who's great and has been friends with me throughout, like, um, I don't know, he would always like, we would joke and program and he would be like, um, when I would leave, he would be like, hope you relapse. And then like, um, when I left, when I like did go out, I was like, Hey babe, guess who relapsed? It was me. And he was like, "Eh, I don't know. He was so sweet and able to just kind of laugh about it with me. And he's like, Hey, you're doing your own thing. Like I love you as a person and like, I'm here for you, whatever. Um, and I was able to reach out to that person again today and ask him what meetings to go to and stuff. And he's like, I don't know, such a good example of like, wow, this is someone I would like to be like, who's just non-judgmental and able to do their own thing while being helpful. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I would like to do this for real and I want to keep myself accountable on this. Um, and yeah, God, day one, baby, I will report back. Um, bye. Hope you relapse. I only get coke on the weekend, so it's like Wednesday. It's therapeutic.